can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. Yeah! go! Run him, run Stay on on the ball. Good job. Hey, everybody. It's Rudy Stankowitz with the Talking Pools podcast. I'm here with Dan Lenz from Tuesdays with... Kelly and Dan. Dan. Yeah, I'm the yeah. second half of that Kelly and Dan stuff. Dan's down visiting. He's in Florida visiting. He's hanging out with Mickey Mouse down there in Disneyland. And he decided to drive the two-hour drive in the sleet and snow. <laughs> sleet and snow. No, that's back in Illinois. But Florida, no sleet and snow down here. For so sure. he drove up. And we are hanging out right now. If, if you're not familiar, get familiar because this place is amazing. It's, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So we are in the coach's podcast room. Yeah. This is... Uh, this for Steve Spurrier. The Heisman Trophy is just on the other side of the wall. Did you see that? I didn't, no. You didn't? No. It's, right, it's over there. Out. I'll check it out on the way out. Absolutely. So he's drove from all the way up from Orlando in a slingshot. That was a good ride, actually, at uh, Slingshot. So Polaris makes a it's a three-wheeled auto cycle is what Illinois calls it. Okay. Some, call, some states make it a motorcycle and, and whatever, but... Open air thing. It's a lot of fun, uh, and and it was a great drive. A little bit of a little bit of a chill, but not terrible compared to uh, you know some of the rides I've had in Illinois, even in season. You know, riding around. So nice ride. We towed it down from okay. from back home. Uh, mm -hmm. Nice nineteen hour drive from from Chicago land down to Orlando. But uh, the ride this morning was awesome. Nice. I've seen them. Actually, I, I have a Victory motorcycle, which yeah. is also made by Polaris. That's the motorcycle I have. It's a 03 Vic Cruiser 92. Nice. I saw those when I was over there, and they looked really super interesting. I like them. I like the look. I've never ridden in one. Dan promises to take me on a That'll ride when we're as done. As soon as we're done here. We're going to jump in, in the wind. You're, you're driving. I'm driving. You're driving. Slingshot. So there you I'm go. I'm going to be Robin. You'll be Batman. <laughs> We'll go for a ride. This should be interesting. This is the part we might want to film. So I've never <laughs> driven one of those before. But uh, it, it's it definitely we'll come back and let you know how it works out. And if you never hear from us again, it didn't work out. Yeah, so just and let you know that you know what? the podcast is perpetually uh, in in the cloud forever, right? So yeah, well, you just keep it listening to reruns if it happens. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so we have that there. So he's come down for the winter months. How's the what's going on up there now? How's the business going at that end? Oh, up up in our Midwest Northeast is all pretty much done for the the year for oh, about a month now. You know, a couple two three weeks at least. You know, everything's winterized, covered up, closed. The, the outdoor stuff, a lot of indoor stuff. You know, we're uh, 20 miles southwest of Chicago. So okay. we've, we've got mm-hmm. you know, a lot of indoor stuff in the city and, and we do a lot of work in the suburbs, a lot of indoor residential and commercial stuff. So we keep going and we build year round too, despite the oh, okay. uh, freezing weather and, f- and frozen ground and all the rest of it. We, uh, in fact, we've got uh, straw and, and plastic down in a number of backyards right now to keep it insulated. Okay. So that once hmm. we're able, permits arrive and, and we can get going on the projects, we go ahead and and move that stuff out of the way and, and get digging. And it helps keep the frost from getting into the ground so we can keep moving year-round. So other than that, uh, it's mostly this time of year spent gearing up for March, April, you know. Early buys coming in, that early, type of thing. Usually, with what's been going on, or you know, yeah, normally our early buys we put them in in the queue September October, right? And they start coming in January February. So that's mm-hmm. a typical scenario. But COVID flipped that all on its ear to where, you know, right now we're we've been sitting with a year's supply of stuff. Oh, okay. For oh, 18 months or more now, I think we've we've wow. had that okay. much inventory on hand. We. Not our, because it didn't sell. You stocked up preparing. We, we had to stock up, yeah. Okay. Our early buys, usually we buy about a third of what we need for the year. Right. And then we go through that March and April, and then every month we're reordering, getting stuff replenished and all that to make up the remaining two-thirds. A couple of years ago, that got turned around where we had to buy. Uh, at first, it was buying, I think it was like six to eight months in advance, and wow. it pushed out to 12 to 14 months in advance. and. Um, I know distribution's sitting the same way, and so is manufacturing. We talked about that um, last week. Yeah, you know, and and that's I guess a concern I've got going into twenty three is how distribution and manufacturing is going to fare um, because of you know as I talk to people across the country, there are a lot of similarly situated dealers and builders and everything else. Doesn't matter what you're doing if if you're able to, you've been buying way in advance to right. make sure you have the stuff because early 21 when we got hit with shortages and, and not having stuff and not being able to complete projects because you can't get a pump or you can't get plaster or whatever the case it is. That's the thing that I don't get because you see these things coming out too and so does everybody listening. There's price increase after price increase after price increase yet these major manufacturers are telling us that the trend has normalized. They have so much stock on hand. The only way that they can make themselves look profitable, and okay, they haven't come out and said this exactly, but I'm going to translate. The only way they can make themselves look profitable to investors is by laying off employees. Get rid of the manpower because we got too much shit in the warehouse. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of things that I, I think uh, creative ways that they're they're trying to make their their balance sheets look good, right? You know, and and they're boy from from pricing to not discounting, but offering some incentives on the back end so that they don't show that they're discounting products. To uh, you know, certainly incentivizing every way they can. But uh, you know, I've I've been telling people we, with the inventory we've got right now, I 
you know, it's going to have to be one hell of an incentive before I'm going to bring more in. Well, that and the fact that the pricing, like I mentioned, they're still raising pricing right now. There is yep. one hell of a tax liability on this stock that they're sitting on yep. going into the new year. At what point do you say, okay, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be raising the price. Maybe we should lower it to get the crap out of the warehouse. And, and they're going to have to. And the bad part about that is, and that's my biggest concern in 23, is at the point at which that starts to happen. So, you know, we've you got, bought it at a high. Yeah, exactly. We've got inventory sitting at a high. Um, everybody competes with the Internet, right? right. And mm -hmm. the Internet's going to be first place because you know that all of the fulfillment facilities for Internet are stocked up. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they're going to have to move it in order to get the the cash flow and to turn it around mm -hmm. and, and to keep their their books looking good. So as they start to drop price and we're sitting on this this high asset, uh, it, it's it's going to. I think that's going to be the difficult part of twenty three. I, I think it'll probably start to happen June ish is my gut that we're going to really start to see the the competitive drive of who's going to drop their pants the farthest. And and Agreed. and bottom, you know, it's and, and to that, it's it's going to be a race to the bottom, and I think that's mm -hmm. what twenty three, the the third quarter of twenty three, is going to show its face to be a race to the bottom, and who's going to be able to race to the I bottom. I think I agree with I agree with that. You're going to see it after Labor Day. That's when they're going to. That's when you'll see the prices start to come down. They'll stay high up and through that point in time, yeah. and then they're going to try to empty out those facilities. Yeah, and and they've got to, you know, and and I'm hoping that a year from now is more normal that oh, you know, yeah. we, we that they're able to to get through 23 without killing too many of us that are the the final stage of consumer facing right in the process and uh you know we and and we we have to be cognizant of that too like i said i've got i don't we're not sitting on just a year's worth of stuff. We're right. sitting on a year's worth of 2021, 2022 needs worth of stuff. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. as we already saw by the third quarter of 21, the demand uh, in a lot of uh, things like, say, equipment, for example, mm -hmm. pumps, filters, heaters, dropping back to just slightly above 2019 levels. Right. So, you know, if I'm sitting on inventory that's based on 21 peak, and we're back to 2019 or even 2018 levels. That means I've got a, I got a surplus. Yeah, big time. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and my early buy uh, a year from now in October of 23 might be that you know what I still have 2025 percent mm -hmm. uh, enough to get me started. And my early buy is going to be diminished, which is going to mean the manufacturers and distributors are not going to move quite as much in the January, February period of 24, which may feed this beast into the first half of 24 as well. So, well, you know, you know, and I'm sure everybody out there is aware of it. We break news a lot quicker than a lot of other places. We do that. It happens for two reasons. One of them is we don't record far out in advance. Yeah. We're right. within, usually within a week or two. And we also have the ability then just to move things depending on, yeah, shift it around. So. Or I'll come back and edit it and plop breaking news in. So we do that because we want to get it to you, right, the listener, as quickly as possible because we think you deserve to know as far in advance as you can. So this way you can properly prepare. So, but with that, we know things because we have contacts everywhere. So you know that expression, I got a guy? Well, I got a guy, I got a gal, and I got one almost everywhere. And the minute these decisions come up, I'm usually notified. 
right. this happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why sometimes it seems like, wow, where did they get this info from? Well, that's it. You know, it's for all about relationship building. And no, I will never tell anybody who my sources are because I want to keep them. But with that, with these price increases that come through also, I field a lot of questions from pool companies. Yeah. People who own service companies, people who build, people along those things. And a lot of times when I'm talking with them about these price increases, the conversation is about them leaving the yeah. business. Right. Because they can't anymore. They've raised their prices. They've raised their prices. Every time something's come out, they've got a lot of backlash because of the frequency of price increases. And they're just over it. You know, the, the industry as as a whole has has already and, and it's funny because we have these boom years, right? Twenty nineteen was was a good year. Twenty seventeen, eighteen, nineteen were good years, right? Mm -hmm. The best years since the housing crisis. Oh yeah. And we go into twenty twenty and the doors are blown off and twenty one just takes it to another level. 22 is kind of sailing through on 21 type of sales and, and right. volume and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But in 22, what we started to see across the country and certainly in our market, we saw where, where builders specifically were, were hammered um, because a lot of them didn't prepare for the aspect of the costs increases right and they were building stuff they sold 18 24 months ago and they didn't have outs to try to get out of that contract that's going to cause them to lose money and right you know we, mm -hmm. we had some unfortunate uh situations in our in our market where where you know companies have already folded or people have skip town uh, that's the worst and when the and, people skip town and leave all these massive holes there was just somebody arrested down not too far from where you're staying in disney just right yeah. on the water near uh somewhere near andrea -ish. yeah i remember reading reading about that and uh you know we we actually had builder uh, actually a builder retail store uh a guy in our market who committed suicide oh no and okay. uh, you know as as i've that's awful in talking to people been you know the the strong indication that it's financial and you know and you look at that and that happened with within the last six months so you look at this boom that we're in and you think the pool people are making money hand over fist and boy some of us uh some of us are doing okay some of us are doing real well but there are a lot of people out there that um you know overcommitted and and weren't watching the numbers real close weren't paying attention to what the pricing's doing and and lead times and all that and and you know some some of the people across the country that are in hot water right now for not fulfilling contracts i truly believe that they didn't not fulfill contracts because they're crooks oh i don't think they, they did it they on purpose either way in over their head to they, where did, they, they were didn't, drowning and they yeah. couldn't figure out how to get out of it exactly uh -huh. um so you know we're going to see more of that play out i think through the next year 23 is going to carry that into uh well throughout the year in fact we've been people have been reaching out to us saying hey you know, I've, I've got this pool. It's 80% done. Right. It's half done. Uh, oh. Would you pick up the pieces and, and finish this project for do us? Do you do that? And as of right now, no. Okay. And and the, the finishing a project, no. And the reason I wouldn't. The reason for that is the liability of it is yeah. is you own it now. Huge, yeah. yeah. I, I you know a lot of unfortunately when this when this industry is in a boom like that um, on the construction side, I, I feel that our industry has a capacity to build somewhere around eighty to ninety thousand pools a year. Right. And when we get into numbers of one hundred and twenty-five thousand, I think twenty-one was one hundred twenty-five thousand yeah, yeah. pools. Mm -hmm. Twenty-two is probably going to be jump. more than that. It's it's there's a lot of non-industry people that jump in and start building pools. 
There is, and doing service. Yeah. And that's what makes going into 2023 a little bit scary because if you don't have a recipe for success and your recipe for success has to look totally different than any recipe you've had in the past, if you don't set yourself up to succeed, you're going to have problems and you're going to have to do it differently because what it's going to be about now is beating your competition, giving the homeowners a reason to pick you, help them make that decision. They're going to be looking for what's different about you. Right. And when they look at your website, your social media, whatever you put out, that's what they want to see. They don't want to see that you brush. They don't want to see that you plaster. They don't want to see the stuff. I mean, they want to know that happens because they expect it to happen. But what are you doing special? Right. That's yeah. giving you the advantage. What's what's the difference? And there there are so many ways that that all of us work to try to set us apart from others. You know, um, our company, we because we do kind of everything, retail, mm -hmm. construction service, the the whole gamut. Um, you know, we focus a lot on, on certifications and training and education as you being do a, a really good job with that. Well, we, mm -hmm. thanks. I, I always feel that like anything where we could do better. And I, I try to mimic others whenever I get the opportunity <laughs> to, to see what they're doing and try and make it better. Um, but we, we put a lot of emphasis on that and we, we, put, the biggest thing though, for us, and this is going to be a big push going into 23 because we've kind of broken down a little bit, to be honest with you, during the COVID years, mm -hmm. is to get back to the aspect of we're a customer service company that is in the pool business. And customer service is what's made our company, uh, you know, what it is. And we get great Google reviews and we get a lot of business because people find us online and go, hey, you know, we want you. We've got a waiting list over a year long for people that want us to do maintenance on their pools. Nice. And we, we just can't get to it. And we cut it off over a year ago and said, forget it. We're not taking on more business. And uh, But that's good. You have that reputation. And that's where the folks listening, you need to get to that point or at least aim toward that point. What I'm worried about is you're going to have like three or four different groups of people out there. You have the people who are on top, who've been doing it for a long time. They got their recipe down. They know what they're doing. They can handle this. They'll be okay. It might hurt a little bit, but they'll get through it. Then the folks below that, they'll be kind of okay. But it's this bottom patch, the folks that just came into the industry from somewhere else because they heard the pool business was booming. Right. And now that word again, normalized or worse, that other word, recession, these Folks, this pocket, this small pocket right at the beginning within their first one, two years that just jumped in are going to start undercutting the market. They are. And, and that's the, the area that, you know, those of you that are in that group that are listening to us. Um, Don't do the, that. The, the thing I would say is, yeah, absolutely <laughs> do not do that. Put put yourself on a pedestal and, mm -hmm. and make sure you're you're charging what you're worth and you're charging what you need to charge and don't kid yourself about any of that. The aspect of, of you know, worrying about uh, you know, running out of stuff to do, I wouldn't be concerned there. If if you're good at what you do, if you focus on customer service and you're always trying to better yourself through through education and learning and, and all the rest of it, that, you know, that's worth a lot. And you need to maintain that. Don't be afraid to maintain that. You know, over the last few years, we've uh, well, especially in 22, you know, I, I kind of fixated on a, on a certain pricing format where we're dealing with margin percent versus margin dollars mm -hmm. and going into 22, knowing all the increases that we've had, there was a lot of conversation, right. uh, with, with others similarly situated as to you, you sticking with percent or are you going back to dollars? You know, am I going to, going to drop the margin percent and maintain the margin dollars? And I, I 
said, no, we're not doing that. We're maintaining margin percent. Good. So 22 ended up being a record year for us. Nice. Um, and But with that, we, we made more and did less. You know, from 21 to 22, we, we had a better bottom line at the end of the year. We most net revenue ever, but we, we sold fewer pumps, fewer heaters. You know, we did, we did so fewer there was less, installs. There was less work. Not significantly, it was, but it was but, less. Yeah. And, uh, but you made you know, more money. But, I, right. I consider that smart. Right. And, you know, certainly, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, all of us would rather work less and make more, right? I mean, yeah. I'd rather not work at all and make exactly. a ton. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's that <laughs> but, other R uh, word that yeah, uh, yeah, we're yeah, shooting for. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, <laughs> that, you know, don't sell yourself short by any means. And and this these downturns, is, as you and I have seen them, uh, at least three times after booms like this. Well, that's important to, to point out because Dan's been in the pool industry for better than three decades. I've been in the pool industry for better than three decades. We've seen a lot of shit. We've gone through a lot of stuff. We've recovered from a lot of stuff. We see who makes it and who doesn't. Right, right. And when these downturns happen, the ones that the, the businesses that tend to drop off first are those that had just gotten in. Right. And it's because they do exactly what we're talking about. It's a race mm -hmm. to the bottom. Yep. And once you hit bottom, you actually find out that you're below bottom. You're underwater. You can't come back out of it. And you end up going and getting a job back in whatever you did before this or, or sitting on the unemployment line. Right. And you, you can't do that. You got to pay attention to to the, the finances aspect of stuff and make sure mostly that you're getting your worth. And to, and that, and that's a great point. And I said it not too long ago, and I don't know how many of you heard it, but I'm going to say it again because it fits. So if you decide that you are worth less, that's only one space away from being worthless. Yeah. So don't do that, right? Decide that you're worth what you're worth. That's what you should charge. I know times are hard, but don't be the bottom of the barrel. There's no reason that you have to be down there not only devaluating yourself, but devaluating that section of the industry. Right. You know, I, I, I love coming down here to Florida and, and I was telling Rudy earlier that my, my family would love to uh, make it a permanent thing, but um, I wouldn't want to have to deal with what's going on in this market no. on, on the aspect of, you know, people doing maintenance on pools for, you know, as, as little as like $59 a month at that's, times. That's I see, down you know. that yeah, way. Yeah, right, that's right. not here. No, no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify. Florida has a lot of different right. regions because right. I'm going to state this right now because I know they catch a lot of crap for it. But in 2014, the year I sold my business, my service company, and that was located right here in Gainesville, Florida, I was charging 150 a month to start on a small screen close, screen okay. closed pool. Yeah. And you know what? It might've been less than some areas of the country, but it's a heck of a lot more than other areas, including the southern tip of Florida. Yeah, so, right. So right. it is broken down. No, absolutely. And you know what? Every market has has those variances mm -hmm. throughout the market and even the Midwest. So, you know, I, I serve as president of Midwest chapter PHTA, which is Illinois and Wisconsin. And the differences between Illinois and Wisconsin is is huge in terms of what we're able to 22. what we're able to get and and you know and, and even differences like in our market uh as much florida as i know as a cartridge filter market right? oh yeah absolutely you go up across the the 
shutter curtain and all of a sudden it turns back to sand it's like 30 years ago kind as of stuff. soon as you hit the georgia border to Same be honest thing. with you you can yeah. step over and all of a sudden you're in sand filter country yeah it's crazy and it's it's, it's interesting i mean i teach in both areas so i'm going back and forth and it's yeah. just it's the most amazing thing yeah it's so, it's crazy how these different and and the people i know uh, a lot of great people in Wisconsin, and it's just a, it truly is a sand dominated thing. So, so, not only are we cartridge filter on residential pools, on commercial pools, we're all vacuum DE. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you have that to throw into the mix as well. I mean, there are some sand filters out there, and the cutoff seems to be right around 100,000 gallons. 100,000 gallons plus goes back to sand. But before that, it's all vac DE systems. And I don't know, have you ever cleaned one of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot oh, of them on our area. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Vac, VAC DE is, uh, you know, it, it's very common in the Midwest in okay. terms of larger pools. And truly, where we see most of it is, I would say, when you cross the 100,000 gallons. Rudy and Dan are honored to be recording from Hall of Famer and former Florida Gators head coach Steve Spurrier's podcast booth, where he records his podcast, Inside the Huddle with his former QB Shane Matthews and WRUF Steve Russell in Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Gainesville, Florida. The Talking Pools podcast will continue following these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. Go to abbyshope.org. You can help also. In June 2007, six-year-old Abby suffered a horrific injury. While playing in a public wading pool, Abby unknowingly sat on a poorly maintained drain that was unequipped with the appropriate safety devices. The powerful suction eviscerated Abby, ripping her small intestine from her body. Nine months of medical care followed, including 16 surgeries, multiple organ transplants, several infections and many, many nights spent in a hospital bed. Despite the best medical care, Abby went peacefully with her family by her side in March 2008. In the hospital, Scott and Katie Taylor made a promise to Abby a
promise to make sure this kind of injury never happens again. And so, with that goal in mind, Abby's Hope Charitable Foundation was founded. Hey guys, this is Rudy Stankowitz with the Talking Pools podcast. I got a package in the mail. So it's from Abby's Hope. If you're not familiar with Abby's Hope, they're an organization that promotes water safety, abbyshope.org. And take a look at the site and donate. But right now, I want to take a look at some of the things that they've sent me. Here's a picture of Abby. And that's such a horrible story. The Taylor family, Abby's hope was that no child should ever suffer like this as a result of an improperly maintained pool. Coming a water watchdog. A little bit more here. Here is the water watchdog tag. And on the back of this, it says, I agree to maintain constant visual contact with children in my group. Stay by water until relieved by another adult. Keep a phone nearby for emergencies. Refrain from drinking alcohol or socializing while on duty. Refrain from talking on the phone, texting, or reading. This is definitely going in the back windshield of my vehicle in support. What does a safe drain grate cover look like? What does a dangerous drain cover look like? These are actually pretty cool tools that you could use in your retail store. And again, both of them are supplied by abbyshope.org. But I don't know if you can get these on the site or not. But if you can, this would be a great counter item. Great for showing your residential customers exactly what it looks like when you got a good one and what it looks like when you don't. And then that can start that conversation about how to make these pools a heck of a lot safer, not just for children, but of course for everyone. And again, uh, brought to you by the folks at Abby's Hope. You know what? I'm going to have to check it out. I don't know if there's a fee for these. I would assume that there is. It takes a little bit to put stuff like this together. But again, it all goes toward a fantastic cause in protecting the lives of children. So, of course, I'm going to check out the website, abbyshope.org. Check it out. Fantastic cause. Horrible tragedy. And again, this is born of a young girl's wish that what she's endured, no other child ever should have to. And her parents, Scott and Katie Taylor, making sure that their daughter's last request to make swimming pools safer for other children has been a reality. So, um, again, but for you folks that are in the industry, which... Take a look. Dangerous drain, safe drain. And this is a great visual. Look at that. For the folks that come into your retail stores, or even if you did need to do show somebody, you could easily put these in the back of a truck and then show somebody the difference. Hey, look, this is what's on your pool now. This is what we need. And this is the reason why. Abbyshope.org. Go there, check it out, see what you can do to help out. Be part of the solution. I know you want to be. Nobody wants this industry to be dangerous. Scott and Katie, thank you for sending me this stuff. I'll definitely do my best to help, as I'm sure the folks that are watching will do the same. Abbyshope.org. And take a look at the site and donate. <laughs>
well. I mean, there are some sand filters out there, and the cutoff seems to be right around 100,000 gallons. 100,000 gallons plus goes back to sand. But before that, it's all VAC DE systems. And I don't know. Have you ever cleaned one of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of them on our area. Do you? Okay. VAC VAC DE is, uh, you know, it's very common in the Midwest in terms of larger pools. And truly, where we see most of it is, I would say, when you cross the 100,000 gallon. Up until that point, it's pressure sand for the most part. But uh, you get into the 80, 90, 100,000 plus and you go to VAC DE, you know. Just gravity the pits here. and everything else. So. Okay, so you're dealing with like two two hundred elements in those things. Yeah, and yeah. we're here at ten to. <laughs> yeah. 10 to well, 20. you know, everything's relative, right? <laughs> Size does matter. So it's that's it, what they know. tell me. Yep, <laughs> they're, they're, I've heard this. You know, you get some some big pits in the ground with some big diameter grids that are in there, and and they're you know the quantity of of grids isn't so much, but. Cleaning them. We've got one property that we do twice a week maintenance at, and every Friday is the day that the pits get drained and the grids get washed off. And, and, and how long is it? How long does it, how many grids in this pool that you're talking about now? And how long does it take your person to do that? Um, that particular pool, probably trying to remember because it's been, actually been years since I've been there myself, but it's probably got about twenty grids that okay. are about three foot in diameter grids. Okay. And uh, it adds about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how effective the okay. person yeah. is. Okay, yeah, that's so. about the same here. 20, yeah. right, folks in Florida? But we deal with round 19-inch diameter yeah. grids, mm-hmm. right, which is good because if you actually go through all the square footage measures and determine how much DE you need, you actually just need one scoop per, per grid. 19-inch yeah. grid. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's the one thing where one DE scoop actually is the answer. Right. Right. <laughs> no, we, we go by 50 pound bags. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we get there, we get there, but it yeah. does take probably, it adds about 45 minutes onto the trip. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and that's something that you don't want to be surprised with because it really just does ruin the whole experience of cleaning the pool for you when you show up not expecting it needing to be cleaned right. and all of a sudden it does. Right. Now you're like, oh man. Well, and that's why we schedule it routinely every Friday as, as, you know, we, it may not need it every Friday. Right. But if we don't do it every Friday before Tuesday comes and we're back there again, it needs it. And then we didn't allot for oh, yeah. two and a half hours on mm-hmm. Tuesday. We only allotted for an hour and it throws the whole day off. So we just make it an automatic thing every Friday. You I would say 60% of my business back then was student housing facilities, but commercial public pools. Yeah. And I feared the day that all the VAC DE filters would need to be cleaned the same once. Because <laughs> there's just not that time yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. That'd that was rough. my nightmare. That was yeah. like, Andrea talks about dreaming about water. I had nightmares about having to clean all of those in one day. <laughs> so it wasn't even, did you leave the water running where you wake up at three? No, I didn't have any of that. Friggin' DE filters, I'll tell you what. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, you know, and all that stuff, it, it kind of rolls back into what we were just talking about, too, in terms of not selling yourself short, right? Yeah. You know, the, who who is... You know, that particular facility, we go out to twice a week, and this way we do it. That facility never has an issue all year long. Well, if someone comes along and undercuts our price, um, we're going to hold firm mm-hmm. and say no. And and we've done that through the years. So, you know, this is the, the thing that happens is we increase prices. Every time we increase prices, we lose a small percentage of customers who are just strictly, you know, it happens dealing on price. Mm-hmm. But almost 100% of those people are back to us 
within two years. Okay. So they've, they they saw what else was out there. They yeah they jumped and ran and got someone you know uh, someone else. We we had one client. We built a pool for him many many years ago, and and this pool was probably built uh, sixteen to eighteen years ago. I would say, and when it was mm-hmm. built back then, it was a roughly three hundred thousand dollar pool. So it was not an inexpensive back backyard. He had us maintain it for him forever, and uh, you know a few years ago decided well. Uh, you guys keep up in your prices, and and I found someone else that'll do it for this. And we said, well, they're not going to handle your setup right, no. you know. And he said, well, I'm I'm doing it. Sorry, you know, it's been great. I, I, and and you get that. You always get this kind of. Well, I've been your customer forever. Isn't, aren't you going to work with me? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're happy to work with you for what we need in order to keep the lights on. Right? If you try to keep the prices where they are, as your prices continue to go up, what's going to happen is it's going to start to whittle away at the service that you're able to offer, and they're going to hate you anyway. Yeah, and and or so, or you can't afford to pay people if if you're if credit cards, someone that right? has everybody's if, paying on credit cards. Everything is credit card. I've seen it happen. Yeah, you know, and so anyway. He was gone a year and back the next spring. Wow. And, and in fact, I think he might have been back by the time we winterized the pool that, that fall. Okay. But, but uh, definitely by, next, by the next okay. spring, he was back. And so they have, they have this expression, it's brilliance by contrast. And it's not just the swimming pool industry. Unfortunately, it's what the whole world has come to. And what I mean by that is you do have your superstars. Definitely. There are people who go above and beyond and offer a premium service. Then you have people who don't on the other end, right? Those are the, the, Bottom feeders, the people who are splash and dash or uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, dump and run, yeah. shit, shit yep. and split. That was the other all one. It, right. So you got all of those folks down there doing that. But here's this group in the middle. And all you have to do to look like a superhero is the job the way the job should be done. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of time, I mean, and, and that's not right. There's there's nothing cool about that, but that's what it's come down to. Right. Just by doing the job correctly, because so many people don't, you become a hero. So you know what? Answer the phone. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 I'll, the easiest I'll thing. Add to, I, I'll add to that and say the you know I, I mentioned the customer service aspect of things. Keep an open dialogue with the people yeah. that you're working for, because mm-hmm. um, you know do do you send them a text when you're when you're on your way? No, I don't have time for that. Well, why? I know because you're listening to talking pools as you're driving between <laughs> and it's distracting, but, but stop, pull over on the side of the road, take five seconds, send that text, get back on the road, turn us back on and continue on, on. But it's amazing how doing those simple little things, um, make someone feel like, wow, this place really cares. You, you know? can actually even while you're listening to talking pools, you can ask Siri to send the text and do the voice to text as long as it's a short one, like on the way. She probably won't screw it okay. up. Okay. There you go. Right? It's not like I'm coming. All of a sudden, your customers get a text that says, I'm coming to hump your leg. Oh, nice. <laughs> Does this cost extra? And, sure. and there, that text isn't going to have, have you, uh, you know. You don't have your... to touch anything. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. You're driving. You just talk. How cool right. is that? I'm on my way. Well, what? I don't have Siri, though. What do I do? You have an Android? Google I don't know. will do it. Hey, Google. Yeah, maybe Google will do it. Google I have no idea. I'm sure there's some voice command app. Yeah somewhere. But regardless, that's how easy it is. You don't even have to stop and punch in keys. You don't have to take your eyes off the road. Just speak while you're driving and set it up that way. Return phone calls if you miss one. Yeah. These are all basic things. And I know a lot of you know this, but you can't believe how many people do not. Customer service all boils down to communication. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with our 
company and our staff. So we're just getting in a period here in the off season where we're going to start training. We do training all winter long, every Thursday, all day long. It's our entire staff. We've got 50 ish employees mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're a service technician or you're someone that works in a warehouse or you're a clerk in the store. Everybody is, is part of this environment right. and a focus is always on, on communication mm-hmm. relative to customer service. If, if you communicate well, there, you don't have problems. Number one, right? Everyone knows what to expect and it goes well, but it, it, then it also elevates your, your, customer service and it elevates your standing among everyone else in this industry oh, yeah, who absolutely. isn't doing as exceptional a job on just the communicating part. Yeah. You know, there are hundreds of us, thousands of us, tens of thousands of us that know how to test and treat water and know how to backwash a filter and know how to brush a pool. But do you know how to communicate what you've done, what the customer should expect, if they should do something outside of when you're there, all that kind of stuff. And the communication part of it is what's going to set you aside and be able to allow you to keep getting your $150 a month or $200 a month or in our market, $500 a month plus chemicals. That's a scary number, Not too isn't it? shabby. Um, <laughs> and, and, and be able to maintain that high level of, of demand for your services to oh, where yeah. you have wait lists and, and everything and else. And you need to also make sure that you deliver the product that you sold them, no matter what yeah. facet it is. Mm-hmm. Building a pool, cleaning a pool, whatever in between, sell them, you know, deliver the product you sold them. Don't slack. Don't cut corners. That's where you people. And you know what? I get it. That's where people who try to hold their ground and not raise their pricing. That's exactly what they do yeah. in order to stay alive. To, to they start to cut right. corners because they can't afford it. Right. They've got to do more because they're doing doing it for less. And then that's and, your reputation. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the guy who skips this. Right. Or that's the gal that does that. Right. I mean, you don't want that. Not at all. Customers would honestly rather have you raise the price and continue to do the job correctly. Right. And I truly believe that people really don't have a problem paying for something is they believe they're getting that value. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so we're down here for a couple of weeks every Christmas. We've done this for years with, with my wife and my kids. Um, even though my, my daughter just turned 21, my son is 23. He's on his own Alabama. He's a cybersecurity guy, works top secret stuff for the government that mm. he can't even share with us. But um, That's I probably shouldn't even cool. have said that, I guess. But anyway. Is somebody going to kill me now? Yeah, right. Okay. You, you may be on someone's hit list. Really Tammy, we're, we're on the way out. Right. But the, uh, <laughs> the uh, aspect of, of, you know, coming down here, we, we rent a house for a couple of weeks when we come. And it's got okay. a pool and a hot tub and, and the whole nine yards. And this house that we're in, we've rented for a handful of years in a row. The woman that owns it is just a wonderful, wonderful woman. And, and we sign up for next year before we even leave for this year. But every year I come in and what do I do? First thing I do. The wife and the kids are unpacking and, you know, all this kind of stuff, getting the TV set up and or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I go outside and look at a pool. Of course. And you I do. go around the corner and look and at the equipment. equipment. <laughs> and, you know, and, and every year that I come, I end up doing repairs to the, to the equipment. Okay. Because it's not in good shape. And she has a service. It's a rental f- property. She right. has someone that comes. They come twice a week. I'm there when they come in and it's a, a, you know, like you're saying, a dash and, 
and go kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, so this year I walk around the corner and I take a look at the pump and there's flex tape wrapped around all the suction plumbing. <laughs> Just, oh nice. my God. So, there you go. so I turn the pump off and I see a JD valve spit water out of it. So okay. I real quick go on to Amazon and I order an O-ring set for it. And that showed up yesterday. And at some point in the next day or so, I'll take the valve apart and put the O-rings in there and, and, and seal up what they were trying to do with this flex tape nonsense because they're, uh, you know, they're not in it for the it's long haul. scary some of the shit you see out there. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And you said they have a service company. It, the, and I'm so sure the service, service company, company that did it. Did Absolutely. This. Yeah. They slapped that flex tape on like the Slap commercial. flex tape on there. And, <laughs> and it's such a simple, you know, when you turn the, when you turn the system off and you see water spray out, right? This is what, what I'm talking it's, about. It's like, do it the right way. How long does it, freaking hero. How long does it take to change the, the, the valve top O-ring on a, a three-way dandy valve? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe three minutes. I was going to say five. You, you know, yeah. If if you if you have a cordless screw, right. you know, you're not doing mm-hmm. it by hand. It, it takes nothing, and the O-ring costs nothing. And, right. You know, even if you were to do, and we, I tell all of our technicians that kind of stuff. If you're out servicing a pool, opening and closing, or whatever, and you do that, tell them, hey, you know what? I did this for you. I should have charged you fifty bucks. I'm doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it takes absolutely. It takes five minutes. The part is three dollars. A whole O-ring set for the thing is, you know, I, mm-hmm. I bought a five pack of them from Amazon. I think it was right. like seven bucks. I'm going to leave the rest of them in the control box. So when I go back next year, if I need another one for a different valve, it's there. But, uh, you know, that kind of stuff that sets you apart and, oh, yeah. and doesn't, you know, get the flex tape out of there and, and, and then communicate to them. So every time that I do something, I reach out to the one and I say, hey, Mary, uh, by the way, your valve actuator last year, that's what it was, valve actuator was right. dead. <clears throat> I ordered one from Pool Corp. It was nearby and, and grabbed it and put it in. And, and I say, I fixed that. I say, I don't know what they get for it, you know, in, in your market up home. It's probably three to four hundred dollars to swap a, an actuator valve. I said, but it's all set and you're, you're good to go. And she's, oh, okay. Well, what do I, what do I owe you? Yeah, I'm renting the house from her, right? And right. I said, Nothing. I'm not worried about it. There you go. By the way, uh, we want to come next year for the same two weeks, <laughs> you know, and she said, you're in, you know, you got and, it. and there you know, go. of course we don't even, she doesn't even have a contract with me for the rental anymore because, okay. you know, through oh, the all right. years, just a handshake. There yeah. You go. It's, okay. it's just, we've, we've become familiar and, and, uh, she's always asking for pictures whenever we're done, you know, send me pictures and she does the same. And it's one of the things with commercial properties that help right in order to be that superstar is you never want the pools to be closed by a health official no no and God, no never and if you can do that you want them to forget that pools get closed that's mm-hmm. really where you want your customer at you, pools not one of our worries we got Rudy we got Dan taking care of it whatever you do that's what you do and the way you get that is by building a good rapport with your health official yeah right be friends with them. Yeah. And I'm not talking about taking them out for beers or anything like no. that. But involve them. Ask their opinion on things. They're people. Be- become familiar with them. And, yeah. and we've done that. And in fact, there was there was a uh, the head uh, guy with the state of Illinois in our area um, retired a few years back. Okay. And uh, he actually came back just this year on a contract basis, part-time to help out because they're they're way behind. Wow. And uh, But we, yeah, have that relationship with them. And... You know, ask questions. You know, the health health officials are. Let's be honest. Sometimes they're a pain in our ass, right? So, um, but if you treat they them, if you treat them like they're a pain in your ass when they are, then it just <laughs> rolls downhill, and it and it's not a good situation. So instead, you know, 
become friendly with them, become on a first name basis with them. I say it all the time. You know what? I would get a phone call. Obviously, I wasn't on site. I was, you know, all the time when the health officials showed up. But if there was something wrong with one of my pools, I would get a call that said, hey, Rudy, this is going on. Can you get here before I leave so I don't have to close it? And I would stop what I was doing and go. So that keeps the phone calls coming because the health official knows that I care. They know that I'll actually react when they call. And then my customer knows that I'm going to come out and fix it. Mm -hmm. So their pool is never going to be closed. And think about that on the Friday of a Memorial Day, a 4th of July or a Labor Day weekend because it happens. Right. And, and having the, uh, you know, also identifying things. So like I just talked about this residential-ish pool that, that I'm staying at, but on right. a commercial pool, you walk into the equipment room and you identify things that are a problem that need to be addressed to prevent from being shut down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the key to head it off. Yeah. So yeah. they never Make run it into So it. they don't ever have to think about the pool right. because it never gets closed and there's never a problem. Superstar. That's yep. you. Residential pools. Tell them what you've done to keep it going and be nice. Be, be, nice. be nice. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of them the way you, you know, if it was your, your grandmother, uh, how would you deal with her? Right. Yeah. You know, be the service company you'd want to hire for your grandma. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, or the builder, the same thing. Right. And you wouldn't leave a big ass hole in your grandma's backyard and then just take off. Right. So don't do that. Right. Or, or your grandpa too, since we're, yeah, grandpa's we're, too. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not one of us in this here room at is a all. Grandpa, so I am. Yeah. I've got a four or five. I know. Five. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, so anyway, <laughs> pretend you're taking care of Rudy. <laughs> And, that's right. Uh, you know, when you see me, help me across the street. That's right. And don't leave a fucking hole in my backyard. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, this is this week's episode of Talking Pools, our crossover, right? Crossover. Flock, over fr- flock at Fridays and Dan from Kelly Tuesdays and Dan with Kelly Tuesday. and Dan. Yep. And here we are in Gainesville, Florida. And I'm going to actually sneak around with my camera. Yeah, on my phone and get some video of the rest of this place. Yeah, I get a picture of that Heisman, whatever Tammy sends me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, thank you for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. If you like what you heard, share us with a friend. Right. Yeah. And if you don't like it, share it with a friend anyway. Right. Share it with a friend. Tell you know, them how they, bad we are. Exactly. And make them listen for themselves so that they can decide. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Be good. See ya. Good Be to safe. Rudy. Thanks for having me oh, up here. Thank you. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 